come one and come all and hear the wonderful tales of Evermore, welcome to World Talkers, an unofficial Evermore fancast. Stay a while and listen to stories of valor, mystery, and romance. Hear ye, hear ye, this adventure begins now. Welcome everyone to another episode of Dada World Talkers. World Talkers. World Talkers. I'm your host, Wyatt. We're going to go around the table and share who we are. Starting with me, I'm Wyatt, the fairy of hugs. What's up, guys? It's Chandler. I am the fairy of information. Hey there, guys. My name's Daniel. I'm the fairy of voices. And how's it going? I am Skylar, the fairy of collecting. Don't know why we introduced ourselves as fairies? Well, you're in for a treat because today we're going to be talking about our Mythos reactions. Again, this is not a complete review of Mythos season. These are previews. These mm-hmm. see, this is our initial impressions and reactions to what's going on in the park right now. If you'll remember, just two weeks ago, we were talking about our hopes and expectations, and I just want to lead off discussion by saying, how did our predictions hold up? What do you guys think? The park is open. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, that was the first prediction, and uh, that was great. We but got it. We did it. Woo, we, yes. we were able to look at a calendar. One for one, guys. <laughs> as, as far as everything else, I, I think we kind of... We had some expectations there that some came true, right? We had some awesome returning characters, some great new additions to the character cast, uh, which I love. And we'll talk more about those as we get into the episode today. We also had the archery and axe throwing come back. We'll be talking about that in the episode. We made a big deal about our expectation and desires for the choo-choo train. (gasps) Choo-choo train! Which... We were sad to see that is not there yet, but we have seen great improvement or or construction as far as the tracks go, right, guys? Yeah. That track is built, and your boy is happy. The track is not built. The track is built. There's there's a, not, there's there's not a track, but there's like, they got they the whole track the, ready to they, go. They know where it's going, but there's no actual tracks laid down yet. They've... They've always They've, known where it was going. It's been on the, the map for the like path. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is then, right. <laughs> yes. This is so, but that that is technically the track. So they they have a path. You said you you said it yourself. They have a path. They do. No tracks. They looks trackish. So maybe it's exciting. Maybe Wyatt and I were just distracted by everything else. We never noticed. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Uh, speaking of everything else, the the park is definitely changed from last time we saw it. It's mm-hmm. very very pretty. I'm very very excited to talk about that. I'd say that's probably the biggest significant factor of Evermore that's changed so far for the Mythos season is is the greenery. The, the... greenery. <laughs> mm-hmm. The shrubbery. I was going to say uh, allergy-inducing nightmare for someone like me. Um... <laughs> yeah, they have... The, I, whether or not they're in the park or just behind the park, they're having a, a huge cottonwood tree like blowout where it would like the park looked wider uh during mythos like the few times you've gone than it did during aurora when it was covered in snow like that's it, that's that's an exaggeration obviously uh but it was uh, the, the if if you did have allergies bring your claritin uh bring bring some of your antihistamines to help your body because goodness like that was sneeze central for a lot of people um, actually, you guys don't know this, but there is a giant feathered dragon in the forest, and it's molting right now. Oh, and that's, that's what's falling from the sky. You think it's cotton, 
but it's still the magic of Evermore. Okay, it's- literally, I was, I, <laughs> we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about this with uh, a couple characters, and I, we noticed the cotton blowing in the air, and I was like, "Ooh, what is this?" And they looked at me and were like, "It's just cotton. It's not, <laughs> not everything is magical in Evermore." And I was like, "Oh, some." So- I'd like to think it's the fairy dust or something. Some things are just natural phenomena. Yeah. No, I I only mention that it is a really allergy-inducing thing because allergies are very important to me. Um, I'm allergic to most things outdoors, such as trees, bushes, flowers, grass, anything with fur or feathers. So, oh, like, please c- keep going, Skylar. So sure the so the outside uh, rabbit bush. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sagebrush. Uh, I don't the know. Sun, <laughs> clouds, the sky, um, breathing. Not that uh, much, but yeah, anything, basically any pollen or yeah. dust or anything like that, I'm pretty severely allergic to. And so that's something that stands out to me. I would like to note that while I did have to take allergy medicines to mm-hmm. like be there, it wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. Like there's, there's cotton wood stuff, like cotton floating through the air, but it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's still very fun. And I do think it is magical, Chandler. So you're not the only one. Yeah, it's magical. Maybe maybe we're ahead of the curve, uh, like uh, like in front of the Evermoreans there. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're thinking ahead of them. So that's possible. It could be magical. It's 100% magical. I, I know it's a feathered dragon, 100%. 100% menagical? Menagical. It's menager- menagerie menagical. So why don't you just step up? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a menagerie of menagicals. It's a menagerie of menagicals. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we are gonna move on. <laughs> it's, it's a very long uh, time spent talking about that. Uh, we, yeah, it was. Let's so let's I'd, talk about some returning characters. Yeah. Uh, who who are some friendly faces we saw through the portal? Well, this is a this is somebody we've seen before, but it's the first time we've ever seen their actual face. Um, the Fae King back from lore has been healed, it has been confirmed, and we have seen his glorious face. Uh, the face of, I guess, the once and maybe future Fae King when lore comes back around. Who knows? Who knows? Just some, like, fun thinking. Um, but Kadaren's back. And he's good looking. I, I, I thought he was gonna be bald Buddha, but he ain't. It's quite the opposite. I told you he has luscious locks. He has beautiful curly hair. Yeah, it's actually really nice. So, suck it. I I told you to step off my mind cannons, <laughs> my mind cannon, and I appreciate it if you just step off. You know, it's 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 possible that his appearance has changed since coming from Mythos to here. Maybe his time as the Fake King, he lost some weight. He might have. Who who knows? He could have been. Big old jolly all the nature Buddha magic back over there. Who knows? All oh, the yeah. all the nature magic gave him hair back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's certainly a possibility. And we also had very important returning characters such as Seftis, Faldo, and the dwarves with some new additions, like we teased, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, we we we've met Lonnie and Turno plenty of times, uh, but we've met their new sister, Bro. Her name is much longer, but to keep it simple. Bro, that's what she likes to go by. And that is actually the dwarf that we talked about in our little exclusive Mythos teaser. So, yeah, go by and, and check it out and say hello and get to know her. She's really nice. And just don't pay attention to the thing that's on her face. She doesn't, just don't just don't even act like It's you. very beautiful. What are you talking about? She's a dwarf. Well, guys, whatever could you be talking about? I don't, I don't know. know. You'll have to find out for yourself. Ooh. 
sometimes she wears a veil. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I'm just saying that, like, Utah's shipments of beard oil have, like, skyrocketed since she's shown up. <laughs> um, another another returning character that I noticed was the the knight, Eron. Uh, he, w- he came through the portal. He is part of... Uh, he was part of Mythos and Lore. I guess he was a Mythosian knight who appeared in Lore. And now he's back. Yeah, and that was something kind of I thought w- was interesting is that the first time around during Lore, we had a lot of Mythosian characters. We had the High Elves and we mm-hmm. actually had a lot of these Mythos uh, creatures. So to see them in this new portal and actually interact with them after the portal closed is very interesting. We've also lost some some really cool characters. Uh, Sloan is no longer with us. He went back to Miss Mythos. When the witch is gone, when she's the not. Witch. She's not there. Mm-hmm. She's not back. Jardani. Uh, Jardani is back. He's 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 still he's here. There, yeah, but none of the other Romani are. And I guess and I guess something that's important that you say there, why is that Jardani is back? Is that when you go to the park when you're interacting with Jardani, something fun for you to figure out is where he's been between Aurora and Mythos because he's been on a bit of a journey himself. A very very trippy journey, and that appears to at least be in some in some way connected to kind of the central plot of this new mythos season or at least a very large part figuring out what's been going on with the dragons with Jardani and that's all connected and so it's been really great to to learn that and see him again so speaking of some old characters we've actually met a lot of new characters that have kind of come in the face of factions here in Evermore so we had the returning factions of the Black Hearts and the Knights of Evermore, which we love to see them again. They have some new members, each of them, um, or at least not the same faces. Perhaps old old members, just some of their less le- lesser known recruits yes. are, are, are mm. here, while perhaps some of the more experienced folks are out doing things in the woods and whatnot. Yeah, I was expecting Killian to, to come back, um, but she, she didn't. Dervil's back. Who is a? I'm talking about the Black Hearts, of course. Killian the Black Heart is gone, but Dervil is here, and he's fun. I love Dervil. That is the a great brave character. and courageous Dervil, Rita, bring the one who back. did not run away from <laughs> the, the, fear and imminent danger. Yes, Dervil. Um, and then there's two two new factions. So these are these are some of them were previously known as just like regular characters or groups, but now there are factions that you can join and align yourself with. We have the Dragon Trainers and the Elven Rangers, which is new and exciting. I definitely think so. Um, I personally am really interested in the Elven Rangers to see what's going on with them because they're not the same elves that we met back during lore. They're different elves. They're a different faction of elves. While the ones in lore seem to be more of the nobility or political side, these rangers are are a little bit more of that militant group, kind of like the Blackhearts, the Knights, and... Not necessarily the dragon trainers, but, you know, kind of similar in that regard. Yeah, and I, I actually believe that in times past, whenever the elves have come through the portals, it was also always the elven rangers who would come first. So they were the advance guard, and then the nobility, the high elves would come. And so that's interesting that we saw the other way around during lore, and now we have this way, the way that has been done for generations. And then we have the dragon trainers, who we we already know. So there's there's Ina, and then there's uh, Aiden, and then the other sister. I can't remember remember her name. Kada. Kada. Right. That's right. 
And and they just kind of got together and formed their own faction. In, in fact, their faction seems to be the catalyst for the other factions. It's because of who they are and what they're doing, especially with dragons, that seem to bother the other factions. And, and there's kind of a kind of an or- overarching story with the four factions, but we won't get into it because this isn't a review. This is a preview. Uh, more of our just like first impressions of, of what's in Mythos, what can you expect when you're going to Mythos, and how we're feeling about all that. Yeah, but do do expect to be asking a lot of questions about the dragons and figuring out what people are thinking about them, because um, that's everybody's interested in those dang dragons. I mean, they're cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, to be quite honest, I was expecting a little bit more, and maybe that's something that we can expect later on, is more of these, I I mean, I know the dragon trainers have many more in the forest and everything that we've learned about, and I'm, but I've also been, uh, I've also been really interested and and excited to see more, more dragons everywhere, right? Uh, So far, we have seen an increase of there's a couple more dragon things around. Uh, the the current dragons that we had have actually gotten a little new face and different things. So it's been excellent to see that and exciting to see that. But would love to see more. So that's something that we can definitely look forward to, I hope. Kind of jumping on that note, I, I ended up taking a friend to, to go see the dragon trainers because we were doing we're trying to join their, their guild, their faction. And uh, he was freaking out. He goes, wait, how is the dragon moving? I, I don't get it. I we're but I'm like, dude. And he goes, Well, there's there's the she she has her two hands out. I don't understand. I'm like, dude. And he goes, Well, how is the dragon moving? Is it animatronic? I'm like, oh dude. Wow. Jim Henson's tears. I know, right? <laughs> the the it's it's a puppet. Just shh, it's a puppet. <laughs> don't let it's don't a let, very it's a don't let the kids know. It's not a puppet. It's real life. That's real how the dragon is moving. It's real exactly. life in the world it's dragon. really well done. It is It is very, very well done. Not only were the kids enchanted, but my best friend was. So there you go. Heck yeah. That's always great to hear. And and that's definitely one of, that's uh, always been one of our favorites is just how well the costuming and, and the puppets and the actors are. And the creative studio is at designing stuff that looks realistic and believable which is what adds to the magic of evermore is because you become immersed yeah even even the things like puppets are able to be brought to life in such a way where they do really feel like they have life they have something of their own they have their own like inner spark that is fueling them uh, which is really fun it's really fun to see i was actually talking to a world world walker there at the park and uh, he actually was involved in a lot of animatronics and the theme park world there in California. And I actually asked him, how do the puppetry and everything, how does how do the materials at Evermore compare with the uh, with everything, the industry standard? And he actually said that it is right on par with everything. They, they do an amazing job with their creations and, and using what is out there in the industry, the top notch, the top tier stuff. So I loved hearing that. So we've kind of talked about some of the older stuff, the returning stuff, um, such as these these factions with a little bit of new. What else is kind of new and exciting at Evermore? So one of the first things that we were introduced to as soon as we walked through the portal um, was a quest card system. 
um, that they're going to seem to be rolling out over the course of Mythos. And from the looks of things, from the design of it, it looks like they like it enough that my thought is it's probably going to be here to stay. Um, generally, the the thought behind it is that as as you're coming to the park regularly as 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 you best you can, or if not, we'll talk about that in a bit. But as best you can coming to the park, you're going to be getting these adventure cards that will sort of detail some basic quests for you to do over the course of the evening, the sort of overarching goals. And as you do those things, you come back uh, at the end of the night to a specified location, and you you come in. You say, "I've I've done my tasks. I've done these things. I'll probably check up on it just to make sure that you're actually legit in the things that you did." And then what the quest cards introduce is a leveling system, where the more you come to the park, the more you do these quests, uh, the more you're ingratiating yourself in the sort of system of Evermore, and so you you come in as a newbie apprentice world walker just kind of a, a no a, a nobody uh, but then you can become a champion of the park a literal champion of the park would be your title so it's 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 a pretty interesting system overall quest 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 level up gain gain rewards gain repute yeah and along with that you have so the basic way structure that is working is that these factions are going to become a lot more important just as Dan was saying and as we've kind of mentioned before is that um, you're going to be able to level up as a world walker and then get a world walker title and then you can level up within each of the factions as well and potentially become a guild champion. Though we haven't seen the guild leveling tree yet, we've just seen the beginning of this this questing system. Yeah, it's very interesting. I I think I can uh, akin, like it's it very much feels like the scavenger hunts that were in Aurora. Kind of the idea of like, go out into the park and do these things, but this is a lot more structured and a lot more rewarding because this is like, hey, now now that you've done these things, come to report back and we can make you a level one world walker, a level two world walker. Uh, and on, on that, I think one of the things that it does better than the scavenger hunt is a scavenger hunt had a list of like 10, 12, something or others that you could do during the evening. Whereas these adventure cards are, are small little cards that had three objectives on them. Um, fa- fairly big things overall, but th- essentially the idea was is as you're aiming to do those things, rather than a piece of paper telling you what to do, you're you're learning about why this was an objective during the evening from the characters themselves as you're engaging with the quest, as you're picking up more information from them, uh, which is exciting. And, and a little more on the factions, as... As again, Evermore is a growing thing, and we're not 100% certain how they're rolling out. It may be the case that at some point you have to lock into a faction, and that would be the one faction that you can work up through. Or it it, it could be the a matter of you can join all of them. I I personally am a fan of the idea of locking into a singular faction, but. I know that there are plenty of people that don't want to get robbed of an experience of being able to engage with everyone. So it's a it's it's a really interesting system. I'm interested to see how it's going to be moving forwards. I'm excited. I also think along with that that I I do like the idea of kind of locking into a specific guild. I think people will do that naturally anyway. But if you can experience like all of all of the different factions and ra- rise in each of them, I think it would be a really fun kind of roguelike character to play in Evermore so that you're basically like a double agent between factions so that you can take the information and like use it for your benefit for the faction that you want. 
Well, an, an interesting thing about that is I wonder if at the end of the season, right, because be, because these factions are pretty big in my eyes, I wonder, and this is theory crafting a little bit, I wonder if at the end of the season that one faction will rise above the others and then you'll have to start deciding your true allegiances. Like, you can be a part of them all, but I wonder if there will come a time in the future of Mythos where you have to start deciding on a true allegiance to a faction. But as of as of right now, you can join all of them. You can be trainees in all of them. It's just the the exact future of the factions uh, to us right now is uncertain. As we're as we're learning more about it, expect more from us. As we're gonna be talking about it, we're gonna be geeking out about it. It's it's one of the things that is first and foremost on our brains. Absolutely, because these faction uh, these adventure cards, what they're called. Um, change the way you play is the tagline that I couldn't remember last time, but they're going to potentially be at least the word that we hear around is that it's going to be faction specific and then they can also be character specific. So you could have character specific quests rather than just faction specific quests and eventually you can have like a whole deck of cards that you get to collect, which I think is a really cool way to one, run the park and, and it works as it's really fun idea because it works as like a an introductory thing because you just start with like the lower or the the beginning quest cards and then as you move up you learn how to play in evermore and then it just is there to guide you in augmenting your experience in evermore and the magic that you experience there and it and it seems from the folks that we've been talking to and what we've seen thus far is that there's going to be some sort of digital record keeping some some online stuff so i don't know if it's ultimately going to be condensed into an application of sorts but uh when we the the first time when we went to go in to turn in in the stuff they stamped it and then they punched some stuff into a spreadsheet so my my thought is that somewhere down the road either on the evermore site or on a phone application somewhere we'll be able to keep track and log the records of those things ourselves which is Exciting because it just makes me think of, I guess, from from my background of playing a lot of video games and an excessive amount of World of Warcraft. Like it, it, it makes me think about the times that I had there, where I was like, "Oh, I I can't wait to say I've I've done this thing, I've done this quest, and I have a fixed number that I can say I'm a level two, I'm a level three, I'm a level four, and I'm doing cool stuff." Like it, it feels really cool yeah. to be able to track it that way, rather than just. I don't know. And maybe it isn't for everybody, but for me, I'm a big fan. I think along with that, we've we've even heard that for some of the like faction questing, in order to do some of the higher level quest cards, you have to be of that level to get to that. So again, this is this system. I don't want to worry anyone by saying that, by saying that you can't do a quest unless you get a quest card or, or become a certain level within a faction. Think of it as like trust or honor within a guild. Like it, it makes sense to me, and and like you can still experience everything that Evermore has to offer. This is just a way to augment your experience to enhance it. And I think it's also a great way of making sure that people aren't lost. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have these early introductory cards to build you into the park, so you know what's going on. Like a level five quest would mean nothing to somebody who it's it's their first time. Like you'd be asking them to fulfill requirements or ask things or understand things 
but they just don't know. Uh, so that's, I don't know, just something to, I, I like the system that they have. It feels very natural. For me, a lot of it is actually just rewarding active participation yeah. at Evermore, right? Like you come, you get this card and you are able to play and, and, and enjoy. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one way that you, you do it. You can still enjoy the, the spirit of the, of the buildings. You can still enjoy everything else. Um, it's just one more way that you can be rewarded for coming to Evermore more often and caring about the characters and, and actually getting into the story, right? I love the Evermore's new tagline that they have on the back of their sh- their shirts, uh, create the story, um, where they, I think that's what it really comes down to. For, for us, obviously, we care about story a lot, so that's what intrigues us and that's what we talk about. Um, but any story that you want to create within Evermore is is okay, and that's just one more way to to reward people for actually going and and doing it there. Well, I, I to go along with that, I think I think what kind of br- bridges those gaps, right? Bridges the 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 track system and then creating your own story is the idea of the quest card. I, I loved I loved one quest on it that said, "Go get a piece of gold." It didn't tell you how, didn't tell you in what way. It just said, "Go acquire a piece of gold." And to me, that was like some of the funnest moments that we've had in the park. It's just like, okay, we need to find gold. We need to we need to earn some money. How are we going to do that, right? And that has led us into many a quest or many adventure that we ended up creating ourselves just because we wanted to acquire some sort of currency, right? It doesn't tell you the way that you have to do it. It just tells you, go and do this thing. You figure out how. Yeah, I I think I'd, I'd agree with that as well, is that it is the scavenger hunt done better like the scavenger hunt was really good um to like kind of start people out this really lends to saying hey here's something to do if you can't think of anything to do or if you're new to this but worded in a way or or structured in a way that you go out and have to investigate and dig so you walk around and just ask hey how can i get gold can i do anything for you to get gold i I want gold and so it just naturally lends to conversation and being able to uh, get things done and experience Evermore. So so then final question for the quest card system before we move on. Where is it at right now? What level can I be right now? As of right now, as of us recording, so uh, Mythos has been open for about a week and a half, two weeks. And we're we're just level ones. The level two cards, level three, level four, level five cards probably are coming soon. Uh, but as of right now, only level one expects more from the future. Just it's again, it's a matter of being flexible with the park as they're working with all sorts of people from around the world to make the park happen. And so sometimes things are delayed. So just be patient. The cards are coming. And by, and by, and by the time, by the time that this is released, it's possible that they have all the cards or just it's eh, who knows. So, so the way that they made it, made it sound when we were talking to people about this as well is that, like each week as it progresses, um, the cards are going to be handed out at the beginning uh, or like, I don't know, let's say on Saturday. So every Saturday they come out with a new quest card and you can pick that up and, and go do that as a way to reward those who are coming frequently to the park. Um, you can still do the other quest cards. They'll have like pictures and stuff that you can take pictures of that and do the quest but for those who are coming consistently you're going to be able to pick up those cards and grab them and then even potentially what we we possibly have learned um i don't know don't hold us to this this is what we heard but 
that if you come every week, it's rewarding you for coming more often because then you just get that card for free. But say you can't come every week or if you're from out of town or out of state or out of country, if you come later on, you're still going to be able to pick up those old quest cards by just buying them in a little card pack. And who knows, with Evermore's online store, you might be able to order them online eventually someday. Yeah. Who knows? They, like, they've got a whole host of options before them and the ways that they can distribute those cards and make them available to all the nerds out there, uh, which, is, which is awesome. And again, these quest cards aren't a requirement for you to, to play. As Chandler was saying, these are a way to play. We, we certainly don't play by any quest cards. We do all sorts of wacky stuff that's definitely i think we actually throw the characters for a loop from time to time and maybe even uh i mean we 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 play the way we want to play right and we don't have to ascribe to a certain way to play but these quest cards allow for a a sort of structure if you're feeling you need it and if you don't want to play with it don't just don't don't grab them and you can go do your own thing that's more than welcome because there's tons of activities still to do at evermore and speaking of those activities, uh, we've got, the, like Wyatt was saying earlier, the axe throwing and archery has come back, and it looks like it's pretty much here to stay. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Your boy is excited. Also, I've been getting bullseyes like crazy, so anyone want to come challenge me, go ahead and step up. Yeah, I haven't. I'm still practicing. I'm going to need a couple more times at Evermore just for the archery range. And if you're looking to have a little more success at the archery range, I've heard that there's a certain fella in town, goes by the name of Rooster, who might be able to sell you something to give you a bit of an edge. So I'm just saying, talk to Rooster if you're not doing as well as you think you'd like to. And he'll pay you for your bullseyes. Ooh, I did not know that. Looks like I'm going to be coming into some money. Oh, I'm talking a big game, but actually I'm not. Too I was about to say, I was like, where, where are the bullseyes at? <laughs> I mean, uh, you've, you got some axes, bullseyes, not arrows. We got to work on those arrows, boys. Mm-hmm. And if you want to screw up your game, go talk to Seamus, the town drunk. He'll make sure that you never hit any bullseyes ever again. Um, One thing that I thought was very interesting, at archery and axe throwing, I think... We, and maybe I don't want to talk for all of us, but I feel like I can with this. When we do axes, axes and archery throwing, oh, geez, axe throwing and archery, we kind of disassociate it from the park where it's like there's this activity that's not really quest driven or character driven. It's just something fun to do in the park. But we were dead wrong last time we went to the park when we did a bet. All of us got together and we were just messing around at the archery range. We're like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to shoot some bows and arrows. Uh, Let's put two gold, you know, two gold goes to the winner. Right. And so we were messing around with it. And all of the sudden we shoot we shoot our bows and all of us do okay. And then all of a sudden the one of the elven rangers, his name is Hal. It's a great character. One of our favorites steps up to the plate and just sinks a bullseye just out of nowhere without even telling us too that he was joining in on us like just an amazing character moment i heard there was a bet and he took all of our money <laughs> he, he drained us he did he 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 swooped us for our gold and right before i was talking to him about how maybe we could get a demonstration of his archery skills and he was like no no i'm i'm not like that i i can't and then after we all shot we were like, oh, who is this who just did that bullseye? And it was him. And I was like, Hal, you told me no. 
And he's like, I heard there was money on the table. <laughs> and it was just so great. And an excellent moment, like you were saying, Wyatt, of perhaps a moment where we thought the park or we thought we were separate. And the park was playing with us just as much as we were there uh, playing there. Yeah, the characters are never, ever NPCs. They're never just sitting there stagnant. They will come and engage you. Like, they're real They're real people. So, if you're saying secrets right in front of them, they're listening. I mean, the same thing kind of happened at the axe-throwing range. I was doing pretty well for myself. And so, I mean, I am kind of toot my horn. I was doing pretty well. But as soon as I started doing well, the range master, I can't remember her name. Kitiana, something like that, right? I believe that I believe it's either Kitty or Kitiana, something to that effect. Yeah. Um. But we we were I was doing pretty well, and I did so well that she started betting me money, and I started taking her money, and I was a very very happy boy. And finally, when she was out of money, she goes, "All right, let's go head to head, you know, winner take all." And so when we went to head to head, she came and she threw axes with me. And she destroyed me and took my money. And it was another moment of like, oh, I forgot that there's characters everywhere in the park, not just in certain areas, right? There's role playing and story to be had everywhere in the park, not just in the areas you think it should. Also, one of the things that is still around is the show, The Wings of Evermore. It is a magnificent show. We've gone to the park five out of the seven days that it's been open so far and uh i've seen the show twice um i don't i know i I went twice as well yeah so why it went twice as well um so it was it was pretty fun i liked it a lot the wings of evermore is the live animal show yes with the birds and and some lizards and even some little snakes so watch out there if you get a little squeamish about snakes yeah, I I mean, in previous episodes we had talked about, I don't know, maybe we would go if it doesn't interrupt our questing, but oh my goodness, that was well worth that that show. Obviously, it's, it is included in the price there of the, the Evermore ticket admission, uh, and it's just great. Ben and the, the other handlers of those animals, you can tell that they love them and they, they know their, their craft, they know their... Their creatures, their animals there, and they do a wonderful job with that show. It was thoroughly entertaining. And don't don't expect to go in without learning a few life lessons. While we were there, Ben, uh, he kind of blew my mind with the little thing that he said as we were talking about the snakes. He was kind of prepping us as he, they were about to bring out a snake, and he was talking about how, hey, when the, the way that we react to these spooky, scary, scaly things changes the way that we and especially kids react to people that they don't know and to uh, things that are foreign to them and different to them. So if, if, if we're saying, oh, the snake is inherently evil and scary because it's a snake, because it's different, then like that, that changes the way that we perceive people who are different, that they must be evil and wrong. But if we change that perception and say, oh, I'm, I'm just afraid of this thing because I don't know what it is, or it, it just is different to me, then that becomes a moment of learning and opportunity where it's like, now I can come to know the unknown in a healthy way rather than pushing uh, these snakes away and then potentially even people in our lives. Rather, like, so it, was, it was cool. It was I a, liked it. A life lesson. It's like, hey, don't, don't freak out about things you don't know. Like, try to learn and understand about them. If 
Snakes still freak you out afterwards. They're snakes that kind of freak me out too. But I, I, it was, it was, it was a really cool uh, time just to sit down and learn. There have been multiple times just in my daily conversations that I've thought, you know, I can relate that to something that Ben or one of the other handlers said, right? Um, even watching Disney movies, there was a, a mention of one of the birds in the, in, the, in the Lion King. And I was like, oh, Evermore. Evermore is everywhere, guys. Once, you're, once you notice it, it's everywhere. Well, th- I think that'll do it for the actor activities. Uh, what other things can we... Oh, did you have something? I was just going to also say that there's still the ciphers. I mean, they're not really outdoor activities, but you find them by walking around outdoors. Yes, the ciphers. So if you're looking for some riddles and puzzle solving of a more paper or tangible physical nature rather than people riddles and political riddles, then the ciphers are still around for you to figure out and find and solve. And if you have any tips or thoughts on how to solve the ciphers or how to like start out with those things... Let us know, because we're hopeless at them. We uh, are terrible. <laughs> we need your help. Okay, I figured out like half of one once. Skyler is less <laughs> hopeless than the rest of us. The rest of us, <laughs> we suck. Uh, so uh, let, us, let us know your secrets, because uh, we need your help. <laughs> um, I just also want to make a plug that this season... I've been getting more gold than I've ever gotten ever in this entire Evermore experience of my life. And that's interesting because you specifically have had a rough go at gold, right? Mm. During lore, you had uh, the, the only gold nugget that you have got all night stolen from you. So so why is that important to you or, or how are you getting all this gold? I think I think of what it's boiling down to is the idea of the quest cards. Again, not necessarily that that people are getting gold because of the quest cards, but I think what I think what Evermore is doing and is thinking is like, hey, if we reward people for talking and questing and doing fun things by handing out gold, they're more likely to come back or they're more likely to interact and do crazy and wacky things. And I think as more people have gold, more people are willing to use the gold they have because they feel like they can get more later. So it becomes a more of a flow of the currency that, yes, I can use my gold here to maybe buy some information or garner some favor because I can go and finish the other quest that I'm on right now and get the gold back that I just spent. And so it's a... It, it feels like a more natural flow with the currency rather than just kind of a stingy, oh, you have some gold, I'm going to take it from you. Or just like, oh, I, I got gold, I need to hoard it for the rest of the evening and hold it close. I can't use this. This is too precious to me. So they've, they've made it a more useful resource. And, and I'd, I was going to actually talk about that and mention that as well, because as we've gotten more gold, we've found that there's more things to spend it on. Economics. <laughs> it's the way it works. Rooster keeps telling us we need more lessons than that, but that's because we don't know a good deal when we see one, apparently. Root Rooster being a new merchant character that uh, we're falling in love with. Not a swindler. Not a, not a, a snake oil salesman. A wise, entrepreneuring businessman. Yeah, you say all these fancy words. I just don't know if I believe them, but we'll continue. He he is he he is a master of magical menagerie. Magical menagerie. Magical menagerie. Magical menagerie. 
callbacks. A, pu- a procurer of magical means. A wonderful new character that we love. We we are loving him. And along with this new character and also kind of his trunk that he has, we've also seen a lot of new merchandise come into the park. Not necessarily because of him, but just as a natural side effect of there's more to spend real money on. There's more, there's more items to purchase. And actually, we have seen the new location for this merchandise open up at least partially and very, very soon, hopefully, all the way. Yeah, I, I the merchandise has gotten me very, very, very excited, as we all know that I like to collect. I mean, who would have guessed? Um, but that that new place for that merchandise to be found is in the Kettle Cafe. It is, as you walk into the gate, it's the building that the gates are attached to. Just head to the middle of that and you can find the merchandise. It's really easy to, to spot. And some of the new merchandise that can be found in there, along with returning merchandise, um, they have the returning merchandise being some t-shirts, keychains, the leather pouches, the journals, the Evermorean journals. Uh, and then along with that, you have some of the new stuff, such as the Evermorean wands, the wooden swords that are like child-sized swords, the dragon head mounts like that we were giving away in our giveaway. They have a paint set, which has an Evermore symbol emblazoned on the box, which I really like because when I'm done using that paint set, I'm going to just use the box for all my collecting things. And then is there, is there, oh, the new Mythos coin. I almost forgot. You can find the new Mythos coin and check that out and buy that. I really like the new coin. I love that they're making these collectible items for you to show off, right? Uh, it reminds me of not to always compare it to Disneyland because obviously it's a different creature, a different beast, Evermore is. But it reminds me of the Disneyland pins that you can collect and trade and and possibly see more of and, and maybe even show off as like, oh, I was there during the first original Mythos season. Then if we're spending money on commodities and collectibles, what about all them food options? What's what's available to eat in Mythos? They've got a lot of new options um, as they've been doing lots of new stuff during Mythos. It's just kind of been like a natural thing. There's a lot of new cool things to see and eat. They've got really delicious Kahlua pork nachos and just a whole host of nachos served on potato chips. Really delicious fries, Parmesan herb cheese, truffle fries. Uh, bratwurst. Oh, poutine fries. They got bratwurst. It's surprising to me how fancy the, this this food is. I mean, I, I'm not anything special, but but seeing these wonderful shrimp skewers that they have there served with this wonderful... Are you talking about the cilantro lime shrimp with mango habanero salsa? Oh, I so am. Those are delicious. Uh, quite enjoyed that one. And they're what, the chimichurri grilled chicken something or other? Yeah. The skewers, those are also super delicious. Basically, if you want to get food while you're there, it is delicious. And the prices are actually fairly reasonable, um, I would say, for the park experience that you're having. Absolutely. I can agree with that like wholeheartedly. And that's more and we've only just mentioned like the actual like meal foods. We didn't even talk about desserts. You have cheesecake bites, you have ice cream on cookies, you have uh mango lemonades, strawberry lemonades. Uh what am I forgetting? Um, a lot of stuff I know. You actually have a, a partnership between Evermore and a local business, Crumble Cookies. 
the which serve amazing, just delicious cookies here, and they are selling those crumble cookies here at Evermore. So we're, we are we love that. There is a trade partnership between the World Walkers and the Evermoreans. It has happened. <laughs> I, w- I would like to point out, um, I don't remember the name of their food vendor that they use for like their parties and stuff, but they've also sold some things in the park back during lore. I don't know if they did during Aurora. I'm going to have to get the name of that, that vendor people to make sure that we, we credit them, but they definitely had some good food as well. So it's not not the first time, but a, a new partnership. Yes, thank you. Thank you for crediting. Uh, a personal favorite is the street corn. I'm very much into that. I've been getting it every single time I go to the park. I love it. It's uh, my favorite. I need to get that. Oh. Every time I want to try new things, but the old things that I've already tried, those fries, the the Parmesan, what were they? The Parmesan herb cheese, uh, the Parmesan herb and cheese fries, something or other, oh, Parmesan yes. cheese and herb. Yes. Parmesan cheese and herb fries. <laughs> they <laughs> are words. delicious. We get them every single time and we eat them all. Just this, yeah. so yeah. I hoard them. I don't let any of the, these guys have any because they are so good. But it's a lot though because I usually end up giving up some of my fries cuz I'm like this is this is a ton. And they're so good that sometimes impish characters like <laughs> Briggy the Imp come over and say I want one and then proceed after receiving permission to eat some fries. <laughs> So good, and and honestly, just props to to the creative staff and and the the cooks and everyone out there. Honestly, wonderful new creations that we are excited to to try every single time. So thank you so much. Um, so we talked about wonderful wonderful things to do, wonderful things to 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 eat. What about wonderful things to see? I feel like Mythos is a different atmosphere than it was for Lauren Aurora. Well, I th- I think it's the nature of the season, right? It's summer. It is beautiful here in Utah, and we are taking advantage of all of that wonderful sunshine because, honestly, we go to the park. It is beautiful and sunny and, and just a wonderful atmosphere from the beginning until the end with beautiful nights. Yeah, the the sun is out until about the last hour or two of the park closing for the evening. And so it gives a whole new look to the park. That greenery stands out so much more and is much more beautiful because you can see it in, in all of its daylight glory. And I guess just one, I mean, I'm not going to call it a point of criticism, but just as as a natural result of it being light outside, you, you do see a lot of the fact that they're, they're actively building, they're actively working on things in the park. They do have a lot of trees that they haven't planted yet. There are a lot of spaces where they're working on digging things up and digging lines for sprinklers and things. So it's there are there are lots of beautiful things to see, but there are a lot of things where you're looking around, you're like, all right, this is a place that that, that is being built actively. And to be quite honest, the first night when we went with such high hopes, um, I was a little bit disappointed in that, that we could still see all the things that needed to be done. And only when I thought of it as a real as a real village, right? Not as this park that was imperfect and, and still creating itself and still figuring everything out, but as this village of, hey, it's, it's summertime and we're going to plant beautiful new things and we're going to invite the fairies and maybe they, their magic has touched 
a little bit of these plant life and you can definitely see that. And so I think as you go, do be aware that they definitely are still working on things, but be positive and, and really see it for what it is, this amazing village that is living, right? Skylar, I think you posted on, on Facebook the other day and I loved it that you said, when we leave, the characters are still living. Things are happening when the park is closed and, and they have lives and Perhaps there's just a lonely gardener there that we never see that is just planting away. I want to meet the lonely gardener. I want to give him a little hug and say, hey, man, I like your flowers. And flowers are everywhere. Above the burrows, it honestly looks like this just super authentic, well-cared-for and loved home of the dwarves and, and the other folk there. I guess along a note with that is because it is more, it is sunny out. Make sure that you're drinking lots of water um, because just the other day when we went, it was 80, 85 degrees outside and you, you're you going to want to stay hydrated. Along with all of that beautiful greenery and stuff, it has created a very lush new environment for bugs and mosquitoes. So you may want some uh, bug repellent or, or some mosquito repellent. And while you're out at the park, be be a friend and check up on the characters that are there. See if they're drinking water. Yeah. Make sure that they're cared for. And if they're not, see if you can go on a quest to get them some for gold. Have have a business. Get a, get a water for people. I don't know what their system's going to be for that. But hey, start early. Make some money. Make it your character. You could be the water boy. The Evermorean team water boy. The Evermorean water boy. The, ever, the, the water person. And when Wyatt was saying like that we play our own way, I think that's really what you mean or what could be taken from that is we have seen opportunities to ask direct questions and get things that aren't for everyone because we're bold enough to ask, for example, hey, if I get you go get you a cup of water, will you give me this? And that's not for everyone, right? But it's amazing what the team has made that you can do that in this Evermore world. Yeah, that you can play in any way that you would like. Kind of like how Taco Bell invites us to think outside the bun. Uh, you can think outside the bun at Evermore by kind of thinking outside of like your typical quests. You can you 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 can make your own thing, make your own quest taco. And and do be respectful, right? If they say no, or if that's not within the the bounds of the the rules and everything that they've created, obviously don't push it, right? It play with the park and allow the the park to play with you. Don't don't be a stick in the mud. Um, before, before we get towards the end here, I just wanted to ask one question to all of the world talkers and see what their answer is. This is a rapid fire, but it's only one question. So I'm, I'm expecting short, quick answers. You guys okay. ready? Yes. I'm ready. Your favorite part of Mythos, go. We mentioned this at the top of the episode when we got fairy names or fairy titles. There's a lot of new fairies as they come from Mythos, and they adopted us as fairies of their own, of our own, maybe half fairies or whatnot. Uh, Skylar, you go first. Um, I think it will come as no surprise that my favorite thing about Mythos so far is all of the great new merchandising and collectibles, both by playing in the park and that you can buy in their Evermore shop. And along with that, I feel that Mythos really is, as, as we said before, the combination of the success of Lore and the combination of the success of Aurora coming together and Evermore feels more like far more magical than it even has in the past two seasons. Highly recommend getting out there. Okay, I know mine now. Uh, mine mine was a sort of a kind of like our Evermore experiences type of a deal. Uh, it, was a, it was a personal interaction that I had with Gudrun where she's the town historian and I was the first person 
um, that ever really asked for her history. So that was a, it was kind of a moment where I was like, oh, whoa. I, I kind of got to sit back and feel good about myself being the first person to think about it, but also kind of a moment of pride was like, I'm the first person to hear this story from this character, which was awesome for me. Uh, my personal favorite is Hal taking all of our money. That was just such a serendipitous moment. You couldn't have asked for it. Couldn't be scripted. It's just a really, really fun moment of Hal just squashing us at archery. Simply sublime. Uh, so with uh, Mythos finally being here, there's uh, a lot of great stuff that we've been seeing as we've discussed over the course of the episode. Regarding the story, we have really been enjoying getting to know the characters as they are the focal points of the story, know more about their backgrounds and how they're connected. As things are moving forwards, we're looking forward to see deeper connection between them and learning more about the overall reason for Mythos being a thing. Or, uh, Aurora had its story with the warring sort of generals and things, even though it was kind of a one-sided battle. And Lore had a very, very clear story with all of the things going on with the Fae King and the darkness and lots of sick people to help. There were a lot of clear story beats to follow within those seasons. We're excited to see what Mythos is going to pull out for us to follow along and really become a part of the story. Along with that, we really love talking to all of the characters and all of the world walkers as well. But be aware that we're trying to figure this out. So if you see us like hustling along or, or running past and maybe not stopping to talk to you, please don't get offended. Uh, we really love every single character and everybody that attends Evermore. We just don't always have time or, or we're trying to remember something as we're tracking down a quest. But if we have a moment and, and we have time, we'll definitely stop and we definitely want to talk to you. Just try and work with us because we still want to experience all that Evermore has to offer. Uh, and I think that'll be it for our Mythos reactions and impressions. Again, this isn't a full review. We don't really want to go into the story that much, but we are excited and uh, we, we can't wait to see what's going on. Uh, thanks to listening. Uh, a huge thank you to Evermore Park for allowing us the content for which to review and, and check out, uh, definitely go follow the park at evermore.com. And you can follow us at World Talkers on Facebook and Instagram. We have a lot of great stuff there, so check us out. And call in at 801-332-9321 to leave a message, one of which you're about to hear in just a moment. Um, and you could be featured here on the podcast. We're going to listen to all of them. We're going to try to address all of the ones that we can. But we'd love to hear from you and really actually hear from you. And if you're not feeling so talkative, that is A-OK. -okay. You're always more than welcome to email us at worldtalkers.podcast at gmail.com. Finally, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Those really help out budding podcasts like us to grow and become awesome. And I guess with that, let's uh, listen in from one of our listeners to uh, whose name is Tyler. Hey, World Talkers, this is Tyler. Uh, pretty much was my first time going since the park opened, uh, basically. Um, and it was a really fun experience. Um, I enjoyed pretty much the, the whole time that I was there, and time flew by extremely quickly. I enjoyed the effort they put into making the, the characters realistic, either through backstories, through costumes, through just the environment that they're in, the objects that they had. Um, the people I really loved most were the dwarves, mostly the house was really cool, they had instruments, they were just really friendly, outgoing, things like that, and so that experience was really cool. The other thing I love is they follow typical fantasy tropes, but at the same time they're willing to explore and do their own things, like for example the dwarves come out of eggs instead of just being born in different ways. So 
all in all, really cool experience. Um, one thing that I would love to see improvements is more things to do. Most of the time that we spent in the park was mostly just walking around, talking to individuals. And of course, that was really fun, but I really enjoyed the uh, night's mission where we had to go through the chapel and take pictures of the different monsters that were inside the chapel. That was really cool. Uh, the other thing that I wish was slightly different was they gave us a little bit more, a few more quests to do while we were there. Uh, at least as a new person, I didn't really know many of the characters. I didn't know what their room was. I didn't really even know how to go about what I was supposed to be doing. So having more specific outlines or maybe breaking down these bigger quests that they gave us at the beginning would help new, ever more guests feel more comfortable in jumping into the whole experience. But my first interaction was super great. Um, I know me and my fiance are definitely going to go again. We loved it, and we look forward to going with the World Talkers and hanging out with them and getting their expertise on it. But all in all, very positive. I like the steps that they're taking with the level up system, and also the merchandise looks really cool. So all great things to come. I'm hoping that it will expand and become even bigger. But that's my two cents, all my feelings and thoughts, and I guess that's it. Um, good luck with the podcast. Bye. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. And so with that, I think we're going to be wrapping up and we hope to see you Beyond Beyond the the Portal. Portal.